what I love so much about money is that is a t- it is a taboo topic. Like I, yeah. the older mm. I get too, like I've always yeah. been interested in the taboo, but like the older I get, the more I'm like, let's fucking push some buttons. Let's talk about this, you know? <laughs> Welcome back to the Badass Roadmap. I'm Jess. I'm Mads. You have made it to our second episode. We made it to our second episode. We did it. This is a podcast for creative business owners. So if you're here, it's maybe because you're into graphic design, murals, illustration, hand lettering, crystals, the moon, dogs. Today, we're going to talk about money fantastic (laughs) (laughs) i like how we didn't plan uh i didn't like how we didn't plan how to like transition after that. yeah we didn't really talk about today we're talking about money Mm um we're telling our money stories our relationship with money a little bit of background um about like what we think of when we think about money because everybody's uh, relationship is different. I think sometimes we think like, oh, everybody thinks the same way about money as I do. And then that's where you get into trouble, right? When like somebody's trying to give you business advice or money advice, advice about investing, just anything tied to money. And they might be coming from a completely different background. They might be coming from a place of privilege. Like, I think it's important to understand that like your money story might be different from our money stories. Jess's money story is different from my money story. Definitely. Definitely. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that, and it's important too, to, to be able to see all of those different perspectives as well and just kind of get to pick and choose. I feel like we talked about this in the first episode, Mads, where like you were describing how you, you picked and chose what business advice you wanted to kind of take and you like left the rest. And that's like mm-hmm. the vibes that we're, you know, trying to, to talk about here. <laughs> we love vibes. <laughs> that should have been you, uh. you might've found your way here because you're into vibes. vibes. <laughs> I say vibes way too much. I'm like, same the vibes are off. or like, these are good vibes. Like I, I hate this about myself sometimes. Like I am a caricature of, myself like I feel like sometimes I'm a cartoon character when I like show up and like I don't know neon all the time (laughs) but it's Um, a vibe you know it is a vibe I'm very much into the vibe yeah Um, I've been using it with clients like my design clients and I'll be like in a brand strategy presentation I'm like (laughs) we're going for these vibes but because I you know put it with eloquent language it works yeah That's true. Yeah, because you can you can really class up the vibes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I think vibes is kind of like this universal word that everybody kind of knows, like what it means, like yeah. every uh, like a money story, right? Everybody yeah. comes with their own interpretation of vibes. But at the end of the day, you kind of more or less get to the same place, even if my interpretation of vibes are slightly different from yours. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. it does yeah um but yeah so today we're talking about money jess is like the money queen she's the queen of pricing um the pricing princess (laughs) me and my do you consider yourself a princess jess uh gosh i mean my disney (laughs) upbringing i don't know i feel like there's like such connotation with that word and like so much problems with those words too right but, that's why I just think it's interesting that you went well straight to princess first. That's why I was at. That's why I asked. Yeah, I mean, I can we talk about this for a second? Because I feel like there was okay. <laughs> sure, why not? Real, real talk for a second. Like mm-hmm. I thought about kind it's of it's all real, baby. It's all real. This is all. I real. thought about embracing uh, these like Disney vibes when talking about mm-hmm. money. So mm-hmm. I was really going into the spirit of um, Peter Pan because okay. they are kind of androgynous, which I really mm-hmm. liked kind of balancing that like yin and yang, or if you're familiar with mm-hmm. masculine and feminine energy, mm-hmm. trying to work on those gender terms, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And 
also loved that they that they were green and there was like this whole thing like I have journal entries about this okay and okay. then I was like it's so niche and I, like I think that it could could really relate to people but I was like do I really want to attach myself to this and this is all that I am so to Peter Pan to or Peter to Pan Disney, or? to Peter okay. Pan right okay and but I could see like the crown you know like I could see like the <laughs> outfit like I could see it as a whole thing I, I wanted to record um videos kind of like yeah. using this as like an avatar dressing dressing up as Peter Pan yeah yeah okay uh, okay. this is like a small peek into my mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> a small peek. <laughs> Anyways, okay. I mm-hmm. abandoned that idea. Maybe one day it'll come back. Um, mm-hmm. and, and maybe look a little bit different, but yeah. So in general, no, I don't think of myself as a princess, but I do have very princessy like vibes. Sometimes there's that word again. I feel like sometimes I'm a little high maintenance, but the more I own it, the less I like feel guilty for it. Well, I think there's all different um, ways you could be a princess. Did you ever read those books growing up, the My Royal Diary series? No, but that sounds really familiar. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that was like <laughs> transformative. Um they were that was the series they had um they also had like a an american (laughs) version where it was like daughters of the american revolution or something like that it was not (laughs) as good um i was obsessed with these books though and i they had them about like marie antoinette and like uh why is she the only person that came to mind (laughs) marie antoinette and eleanor of aquitaine i'm a big history nerd um and so i was obsessed with it i loved reading about these women and they had, I mean, they were all different kinds of princesses. There was um, Queen Isabella uh, back when she was Princess Isabella. Um, and so there's all different ways to be a princess. I just, when you said pricing princess, I was just kind of surprised because I made you a queen. I know. And uh, I know. then you went and demoted yourself. Look at me, so. like not taking my worth. I do feel more like the money queen. <laughs> I think what it is, is that I've been very, uh, specific in like I want to help people with pricing not with Mm -hmm. money in general Mm -hmm. and then you know my alliteration obsession so (laughs) where do you think that comes from I don't know we don't have to get well honestly I love to diagnose no it's fine I love poetry so I think that there's like rhyming and alliteration Mm. and stuff also just like because this is fun uh Mm. my ninth grade English teacher was obsessed Mm -hmm. with Eminem so we would go through like the rapper, the rapper, or the candy, the rapper. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and we would go through his songs, and like he basically writes poetry. Like it is like yeah, beautifully oh, written. That's what I love about rap. It's like yeah. I mean, to some degree, it's spoken word poetry. There's right. a, an artist that I'm obsessed with. Her name is Dessa, and she's I think she started as like a spoken word artist, and mm-hmm. then transitioned into rap, and she's. I'll, I'll send you some of her stuff. Yeah, later. that's so phenomenal. fucking cool. She's so good. Um, the funny thing is, is I, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I hate poetry. I, <laughs> and I got a fucking English degree. Like, can you imagine every time I had to sit through the like section on poetry? Like, I was like, oh, this Dr. Seuss, Shel Silverstein bullshit. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to hear another rhyming couplet. Like, that's so funny. That's so funny. I hate, I hate it so much. It just, (laughs) it feels, I, I know this is not the case. I've definitely come around to it. There's definitely poetry that I love. I have come a long way. Thank you very much. Like, talk about growth. Um, but there was something in me that like, as an angsty teen was like, this is too cheesy. It's too clean. It's too neat. Kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Like I want a little bit of grit. I want a little mm-hmm. bit of soul. I want a little bit of pain. Like, mm-hmm. I want something maudlin. Um, and yeah, poetry was just like too rhymey rhymey for me. <laughs> and I remember I took this creative writing class, my freshman fall semester so like my first semester of college I took a creative writing class because I used to be a creative writing major before I switched to a slightly different yeah uh I finished in a different English track but I was on the creative writing track first and I had to take this poetry section and we had to write these poems and we had to read them aloud to the class and I remember writing the poetry right I remember writing it and being like, this is so dumb. Like, this is so cheesy. I'm above all of this, whatever. And like, 
rhyming all of these words and like oh my gosh everybody's gonna think it's so cheesy and I went in and everybody was like wow we really love your poetry it's really good and I was like you guys are all idiots and you're (laughs) proving my point this is bad writing this does not surprise me that you (laughs) like (laughs) that I'm (laughs) anti-establishment that I'm a middle child (laughs) I yeah I think though there is a distinction between poetry that exclusively rhymes and poetry that like doesn't have to rhyme And I feel like that's like an elevated version of poetry where you're just like, wow, that is like, it's still so magnificent and it doesn't even have to rhyme. Yeah. I've come around to it a lot. Yeah. I have also like challenged my prejudice, which is like, why am I so upset if it rhymes? What is the problem with Mm. it being cute? What is the problem with it being easy? That's interesting that you think it's cute though. Cause I feel like that is so hard to do. And like going back to Eminem, right and like yeah. spoken word poetry a lot of t- mm-hmm. and rap music in general like a lot of times those words don't actually rhyme they make them rhyme which That's I always true. find fascinating yeah I do I do enjoy that and I can really appreciate that um okay cool awesome well I think that was a nice segue <laughs> remember when I was like we don't know what we're gonna talk about and then we talked about poetry for like here we go five minutes yeah I am sorry to everyone who listens who likes poetry I'm so sorry if I like <laughs> offended you and we can't be friends anymore um I promise I've come around I'm like I've got some books of poetry sitting on uh my boat so like I promise I, I'm I'm a changed woman <laughs> I'm not as young and dumb as I used to be. I'm still pretty dumb, but I'm not as young as I used to be. So I'd just like to issue that caveat. Okay. Um, so going back to money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's important to look at our relationships to money because they really inform our relationships when we think about our business. Mm-hmm. Um, Jess, you were a person for me who really opened my eyes to this. Um, because you were kind of the first person I knew who was talking about like pricing in my sphere, at least, mm-hmm. um, who was talking about pricing and money and charging your worth and that whole thing. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, since you kind of like let us down the, <laughs> down the rabbit hole several years ago when you started with your, your money talk. Why don't you yeah. kick us off today? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your money story and your your background? Yeah. Your relationship to money. Okay. Okay. So let's... How does it make you feel? To talk about money? No. How does money make you feel? Oh. Uh, <laughs> it makes me feel very green. Like I always think of green, of course. <laughs> right? And like color psychology yeah. and like also just money in America is green. Mm-hmm. Um, But it also just... I don't know. Like I, I don't hate money. Like I, I Mm. fucking love money. (laughs) And I mean, you know, some of that could be like my Capricorn energy, right? Like we are like all Mm -hmm. get down to business. Like we're going to have success and not that success is only financial. I can fully recognize that now. I think for a long time, especially in the beginning of my business, it was like, if I am not making money, I am failing. And that is not true for me anymore. Yeah. But So my relationship to money has changed a little bit in the fact that I don't see it as this like end all be all. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, money makes me feel good. You know, when I have it, (laughs) when it, when things are a little sparser, I'm like, Ooh, that credit card bill is really high. How'd that happen? (laughs) So I'm very into like treating myself. Like I love, I think for a long time I had um, not even a shopping addiction, but Mm -hmm. retail therapy. That was very real for me. And I kind of grew up being taught that that's what you did. Like retail therapy was a thing, Um, especially like the area I lived in, but also just, you know, who I was raised by and some of like those things that I was taught by my peers. And you know how that goes. My money story. I think it's important to recognize that I have a lot of entrepreneurs in my family uh, specifically now that I look at it, it is all men. Mm, And that is something that, again, going back to those first few years in my business and like the year that I hit like six figures in revenue, right? Like that was big. That like felt like, holy shit, I can't believe I did that. And I have since not been able to repeat that. And I am okay with it. It took me some time to get here, but I realized that I am prioritizing different things than just money, right? Like I I tell you, yeah. Did I tell you that I 
I did that last year. You hit six figures? I hit six figures. Oh my God, Madeline, why the fuck didn't you tell me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't think about it until right I think you were moment. like, oh, I'm I think so I made sorry. like 90, 95. And I was like, okay, cool, just, cool, cool. You're, you're close. Holy shit. I like... I like cracked it like just barely. I yeah. Think I like 107. Dude. But Jess, you saw me last year. Oh, you saw yeah. how fucked up that, I was. Like, that was that, me. Okay. That was me. That sounds really bad. It sounds like I was like on drugs or something. I was not, but I was so burnt out by June. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I spent the, so the first half of the month, first half of the year, I was hustling, 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 making so much money, grinding, doing all of this stuff. Like, I was doing way too much stuff. And then the last half, the back half of the year I spent recovering and it's Mm -hmm. been eight months. And I, I feel like I am only just now this week have I felt like, okay, I'm starting to feel like myself again. You were recovering and you pushed your body beyond the limits to do a a paddle, a 200 and how many miles? It was like 210 or something like that. 210 mile paddle. It's supposed to be eight days. It ended up being six. But like the training that it went into it, like I, I just went for a paddle earlier today. That was my first time being back on this board. I paddled once. So I finished my paddle in September. I paddled once after that wow. in like November, late October, something like that. And then, but I didn't paddle on the same board again. And I took it out today and it's been six, seven, eight months. Damn. Yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm so sorry. I interrupted oh, your money don't story. don't apologize. No, <laughs> we're here, we're here for questions, you know. <laughs> you uh, hit six figures. Yeah. And you realized, like I realized yeah. that I think, like, I think a lot of, um, I don't know, there's like, I feel like there's this myth around like, hit six figures, mm-hmm. that's what you want, mm-hmm. everything will be golden. Mm-hmm. And we are both here to tell you, it's not it's not cracked up to be. And, and it's not enough. In the same sentence, right? Like, yeah, you. There's... Well, for some people, it might. Be... True. The caveat. True. Like, it depends. Not how you in get the DC figures, right? metro area. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put that caveat out there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, not in our area. Is it enough? Unless you have like a partner, I would say, like making oh, just yeah. as much. Um, yeah. Even if you only have like. And I don't want to use the word only, but like, let's say you are childless and you have dogs Mm -hmm. and you want a house. I mean, houses in this area, like minimum are like 300,000. Yeah. And in in Baltimore, in Baltimore and DC, we're we're not talking about DC, (laughs) DC, you can get maybe a condo for that. Maybe. No, not even. Not even. even. So I think our view of money is also very much shaped by being in this area. And I have grown up in this area my entire fucking life. So like I've Mm -hmm. been, you know, people, my family members were entrepreneurs in this area Mm -hmm. and constantly hustling. Yeah. And it was all mostly for the most part, it's like service-based work. Right. So it's like that exchange of like time is money. So Mm -hmm. that was very apparent for me. So like, even though I was like, Oh, you know, I used to tell Matt all the time, I would be like, money just comes to me. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you know, I can look now and be like, okay, some of that was privilege. And some of it is also just that money has always come to me. When I've been low on shit, something has worked out. Mm. So that is my story Mm. where I Mm. am lucky when it comes to money. However, for a long time, I equated hard work is the only way that you can get money. You know what? I just had this realization when you said this, when you were like, money always comes to me. I am slowly realizing that I might be the same. Mm. However, I have always had a job. So when you say money has always come to me, I think work has always come to me because I've always had a job. I've always had some sort of part-time job. I started working when I was 15. I have not been without a job since I was 15. I think the the exception to having a job would be like, I think there are very rare instances in which I've only had one job. Like okay. most of the time I, and even like, even as an adult, even as a full-time adult I think there were full-time adult sorry <laughs> turn that into <laughs> I think a I sticker full-time professional but I said full-time adult and uh that was not that was not a slip of the tongue that was 
that was true. Um, <laughs> as a full-time adult, I had my full-time job for like three months and then I went out and I found a part-time job. I didn't need it. Like, mm-hmm. but I just, I think there was something in my, in my psyche that felt uncomfortable with not always working yeah. or having two jobs or trying to, yeah. to manage it. And I'm, I don't know. I'm slowly kind of waking up to that. I don't think I had realized like how much I worked until recently. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm trying to like rest and recover from being burnt out. I'm like, man, I re- I, I kind of work a lot. Like, yes, you do. For no reason. Yes. Like nobody told me to do this. Yeah. I, it wasn't like, but I, my, my, my whole like place of operation, like the place that I'm coming from is a very different place. And I have a scarcity mindset, which mm-hmm. you introduced me to that term. So. <laughs> and we're going to get to that. I want to say yeah. two things. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I think the big question that I have for you is like, have you ever had money come to you by not working? And in my head, I kind of think mm. about grants for you. Um, right. And for yeah. me, I remember being really low on money and it was around my college graduation. And I got like $3,000 or whatever it was. And I was, Mm. you know, you're in college. You're like, oh my God, that's so much money. Like, (laughs) and even some people now are like, that's a lot of money. Right. And so it like- It is a lot of money. It is. Yeah. And it helps like keep me afloat. Um, So I think about that too. And and like, you know, think about like people who win the lottery. Mm -hmm. I know that's like a pipe dream sometimes and not a lot Mm -hmm. of people do, but even like some scratch offs, you win like $500. Okay. That kind of shows you that it's not all about scarcity, that like money can just come to you. All you did was give a $5 bill and you got 500 in return. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm also, I can't like build a life around that. Oh, totally hear I can't, you. I can't like, totally I, can't, like hear build, you. I can't build a life around the fact that like money always comes to me and so something will show up. So, I don't know. I, yes. I struggle with the... I struggle with the push and pull of like trusting, knowing that things will work out. Mm -hmm. And this is a lifelong struggle. You and I have had this conversation ad nauseum and I am, I go through phases where I struggle with it. And this kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. where I am a natural cynic. Mm -hmm. And what I love about you, Jess, (laughs) is that you are not. (laughs) And, and as we've talked about, you know, Some people could call me gullible or too trusting, right? (laughs) Okay, perhaps I did say those words earlier, but I also said that's what I love about you. And you like keep me, I don't know, whenever I'm like, Jess, why are you like so trusting? I'm like, (laughs) Madeline, you're upset that you're not more trusting. You're upset that like you can't be more open and see the world through these like these I imagine the um you know the emoji I've been using it a lot lately with the like the big eyes like the puppy dog eyes yes yes do you know what I'm talking I about do. the like oh yep. emoji yep. I've been using it a lot lately and I imagine you looking out at the world through those kind of <laughs> eyeballs like Disney princess eyes oh Disney my gosh princess. back to Disney yes you know you, like look at the world through Disney princess eyes yeah. and I I perhaps look at the world through Disney villain eyes, maybe. <laughs> Which are sexy eyes. So, like, did you just see? Did you just see that there's one person responsible for all of like the greatest Disney villain um, cartoon drawings? No. And he is I a gay didn't. man, and everyone's like, "Of course he is!" Like that's why they're so draw those fucking amazing bedroom eyes. Yes. Okay, um, I want to circle back. You said you had two points. So one was that money. Yeah. Money, money flowing easily, yeah. which for you would be like your college graduation for me has been a couple of grants, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'll have to think about that if, if I want to have a rebuttal yeah. for that. Yeah. 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 Um, what was your, what was your other point? It's a good question. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't know. I don't remember, but if okay. I, if it comes back, it'll, it'll if come it back. Comes back. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So should I tell my money? Story? Yeah. Let's tell your money story. Okay, so I, as we talked about um, in the last episode when we were giving our backgrounds, I grew up as the middle child of five. Um, My dad worked literally a blue-collar job. Um, He's a mechanic. He's one of the hardest-working people I know. I adore my father. I am such a daddy's girl. Um, And my mom was a stay-at-home mom. I also love my mom. I would like to be clear. I think she listens to this podcast. Mom, I love you. Um, (laughs) Uh. But um, my money relationship was very much like 
we are one of five kids. We come from a big Catholic family. Like we make ends meet and that's it. And especially Mm -hmm. like being the middle child, I saw my older siblings get stuff because they were like the first, right? Mm -hmm. And then I saw my younger siblings get stuff. Like when I was around, when I was growing up around my time, I think my parents had this mindset where they were like, oh shit, we had five kids. We're putting them through Catholic school. We have to put them through college. Like things are tight. It's a lot. And so when I was younger, my older siblings were getting stuff because at that point they really only had three kids. And then by the time I was kind of in my formative years and I wanted to do like art lessons or cheerleading or whatever like go to sleepaway camp they were like no we have five kids we've got these two older kids who we were thinking about college we've got these two younger kids we're thinking about you know 12 years of catholic school and then college and then by the time i was getting out of the house they had fewer mouths to feed and so things were a little bit less tense so they were able to spend money on my younger siblings um so that's part of my money story uh was like during my formative years things were tight there was a lot of joy and happiness. I had a, I had everything that I needed as a kid. I had um, safety, security. My parents were around. Um, I had three square meals a day. I had a roof over my head. I had a big backyard to play in. Like I had a very privileged childhood um, in in a lot of regards. But there was this story around money in our house, hmm. and I just like remember my mom saying things about like you know, your dad's working overtime at the plant and like, that's going to pay for you to go to college. And, um, or like when things were really tight, they like did a lot of layoffs at my dad's plant. And she was like, you know, you better hope that your dad doesn't get laid off or you're not going to college. Or, um, when like looking at colleges, she was like, don't look at anything out of state because we can't afford it. Um, and just things like that, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, I was just always aware of money, my mom was always reminding us, like, your dad works so hard. My dad wakes up every morning at, like, 5 in the morning. He's a crazy person. She's, like, he's working outside all day. So it was just, like, it was very much glamorizing the the power of hard work, what you can do with hard work. Yeah. Um, and I'm super grateful for it because that's who I am and that's gotten me um, where I am. Um, but also, like, it has kind of warped my relationship to money where I value hard work and probably too much. I definitely overwork 5,000%. I know this to be true. <laughs> I, I had this friend whenever I first moved here. Um, I had this book club and there was this friend in book club who uh, her parents were entrepreneurs. And I remember she had a steady job I mean she had like an an office job she worked for a company I don't even know what you would call that a traditional job but I don't know she was employed (laughs) and she had left that job to go be self-employed she was a freelancer she was a contractor and I remember her telling me this story where she was saying um how her parents were so happy when she was a freelancer like when she left when she quit her job her parents were so happy and I was like what does that mean and she was yeah. like well like my parents raised me to believe you never work for anyone else you always work for yourself mm. because you when you work for yourself you can control you know <laughs> working for yourself <laughs> and <laughs> I this was several years ago before I ever even considered going <laughs> freelance and I was like what are you talking about so I think we talked about it last time. Uh, I was very resistant to the idea of being a freelancer. And now looking back, I can see it's because of the environment that I grew up in and how for my parents and what they taught to me was security is working for someone else. Whereas for this other person who grew up around entrepreneurs, security for her was working for yourself. Okay. That's interesting. That's yeah. Well, and I think about you and the fact yeah. that like your dad was an entrepreneur yeah. or you grew up around entrepreneurs and like you, I feel like took to working for yourself like a fish to water. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have been kicking and screaming, dragging my feet ever <laughs> since I started. And I'm, I'm finding that I, I'm actually kind of good at it sometimes. Like I, I am not as bad at it as I think I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of have a knack for it. And 
it's been weird to like look at the success that I've had and the strides I've been able to make and I'm like well why do I still feel empty why do I still feel like I'm failing yeah and it's because my mind is still trapped in the mind of a seven-year-old that looks at their parents and says okay this is what security and stability looks like this is how you make money this is how you make real money this is how you support a family of five kids and send them to Catholic school is through a steady paycheck and you're not doing that you don't have a steady paycheck and even if I bring in six figures in a year it doesn't feel like enough yeah because I have as you told me in 2020 the summer of (laughs) 2020 um we were on a it was the painting a mural no it was the mural business coaching call yeah, the mural business, yeah, yeah. business course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mural business course. Yep. Um, and you said something, or sh- or they said something. Somebody, somebody said something. It came up, and we had a whole conversation about. One of you was like, you know, it sounds like you might have a scarcity mindset, and I was like, please tell me more about what that is. <laughs> yeah. So there yeah. are these two sides to a coin. Yep. Right? And yeah. You would say that it's like you you either have an abundant mindset or you have a scarcity mindset. Is that what uh, you would say? Yeah. I'm or also are there kind of in between. I think there are shades in between. I also think that you can have an abundant mindset and have scarcity moments. Okay. Right. Like that makes sense. Right. Like there's right. not. It's not just one or the other all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think there but is. People tend to trend one way or the other. Yeah. I think for the most part, scarcity mindset is what keeps capitalism working. So, (laughs) and essentially how I see scarcity mindset is there is never enough. Mm -hmm. So it means Mm -hmm. there's never enough resources. There's never enough time. There's never enough money. There's never enough, uh, whatever it is. There's never enough sunshine for your crops, you know, like, I don't know, like, (laughs) and then abundant mindset Mm -hmm. is all Mm -hmm. about there is plenty. So, or that. There will always be plenty. There, yes, like, there, will there always might be. not be right now, yeah. but we will make it through to yeah. whenever there's more, like to the yep. next. Like if we're in a lull, you, we'll it's, just trust. Make it through. it's trust, it's yeah. trust, and it's cynicism. It's like optimism and pessimism. <laughs> yeah, I'm a so... little cynic over here with the Catholic guilt is like. When I'm in a lull, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm in this pit forever. Right. Uh, I think uh, this is where I die. Right. Um, it's like down at the bottom of this well with no money and uh, just, you know, despair. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's so many levels to it, right? Like, I think everything that we're going to talk about on this podcast is like nuanced and, mm-hmm. you know, has layers and layers and layers to it. Because mm-hmm. even us sharing these small snippets of our money stories doesn't actually like capture everything that is a part of our money story. Like we're not here to write a memoir right now. Like maybe Mm -hmm. in 30 years we'll have memoirs, (laughs) but like right now, you know, that's not what, what we want to talk about. So. Okay. Okay. Right now we're talking about abundance and scarcity. Because I think abundance is kind of a, a buzzwordy sort of thing. It's a catch all right now. Mm -hmm. It's very hot in the spiritual, uh, grind hustle culture mentality whatever that's so could you break it down for us could you yeah uh, give us your definition of it yeah so I think I'm just gonna repeat it but abundance is when there is enough okay and scarcity is when there is not enough Mm -hmm. so when you are thinking let's tie it back to money or pricing Mm -hmm. which really Mm -hmm. we're like also taught our money stories have developed how we price things yeah in yes. our businesses. Yeah. And I have always been, you know, I'm, I, in the beginning, definitely second guessed my price, but I was like, no, I'm worth this. And I feel like <laughs> Madeline. <laughs> yeah. I've never felt like I'm worth it ever. And I feel <laughs> like I distinctly remember, <laughs> I don't know if you're let's, let's go with this. I'll talk about it. Okay. We can always cut this. If we... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so nervous about what you're going to say. Cause I feel like it's going to so, be embarrassing for me. It's not embarrassing. It it's was just be a... true, but it's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> no, it's not embarrassing. You know, my goal is never to shame you where I'm, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot. And let's like, like, there's a ton of shame around money. There is shame yeah. in not having enough. There is mm-hmm. shame in like, you know, think, I don't know. I think to like, Oh, I can't afford to go on the field trip at school kind of yeah. vibes. Right. Like yeah. I had, 
growing up, there was a small part of my growing up where that was the case. And then there was yeah. the other side where it was like, I can go wherever I want. Like, yeah, that's true. I you, had, you really saw like feast and famine times. Like you saw both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, you, I had been contacted for a mural job and I'm going to keep this super like basic. <laughs> and I quoted a price, I think it was 4,500 and it was like to paint a logo. And it was in DC. So I was like, you know what? I don't have time. I'm working on another mural. Madeline, here you go. I like set you up to bats and you go, I think I'm going to charge them 4,000. And I was like, no, I didn't. (laughs) Did I charge them 4,000? Yes. I think you ended up getting a little bit more, but I was like, what are you doing woman? (laughs) Okay. But you had tried. Okay. You know what? I can't even argue. Uh, you know, you I... can argue if you if you want to argue something. Let's, let's <laughs> no, talk I want to argue because I'm a middle child and I feel like <laughs> I always have to push back on everything. You are right to a degree. I think I I think I knocked a little bit off the top because uh, I think you I think that it. you are less uh, experienced. Mm, yeah. Does that? But do you also remember? You know, it's funny because I was thinking about that earlier today because I knew you were going to bring it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's just the perfect um, example. <laughs> it is the perfect example. It's also the perfect example for a lot of a lot of reasons because we're going to talk later about what the first project was that felt like a lot of money. And for yeah. me, that I think was the biggest project that I had done on my own mm-hmm. for that much money. And do you remember we had a call the day before it started and I was like, walk me through everything I need to do. Yeah. And you were like, do you want me to come down there? I will be there the first day. And I was like, yes, but don't do it because <laughs> I need to do this on my own. <laughs> yeah. You're very much a DIYer. Well, like, and I really you have to experience. Well, and we were talking about this the other day. I have to feel things in my body. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm very much a physical sort of person. Like I'm into like movement and fitness and working out. And I think Part of that, it's really important to me for my mental health journey. Um, I had to go paddle right before this so I could get a lot of excess energy out. I've been awake since 3 a.m., but I was like, I'm still going to go for a paddle because I just have a lot of energy. Um, <laughs> Not going to take a nap. Just going to chug some coffee. Do a I'm quick three mile. Or anything. I'm just going to go like you know, do some physical exertion for an hour, come back and be ready. Um, and I'm like, I sat in the sunshine and just watched the ducks on a pier. <laughs> you so... Did. It was so cute. <laughs> um, but I, I have to feel it in my body. So I had to feel in my body what it what it felt like to manage that big of a job on my own. Yeah. Um, and, but... and it's a big deal. For those of it, you mur- muralists yes. who are listening, like, you know that that is a big deal. Yeah. And it was a... But it was, it was funny because you were like... Do, you were so kind to offer to come down and help me. You were also like, Madeline, what are you scared of? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you were very kind making that offer. And I was like, love you for this. Don't do it. Don't let me take you up on it. I'm not going to take you up on it. Um, and you were like, you know how, to, and I did, you know how to do all of this. Yeah. You fucking and did it. I did it and it was fine, but it was, it was like a very, it's a very scary thing of like knowing something in the abstract and then like actually doing it and, there's... having your ass be on the line as opposed yes. to like all the jobs yes. I've assisted you with like uh-huh. I can do that shit in my sleep it's so fun for me because I get to go and it's of course it's fun the there's line. no fucking pressure <laughs> which yep. is it, I think too and you mm-hmm. have like heard me kind of struggle with balancing my perfectionism with hiring mm-hmm. people to help me yeah. And it doesn't mean that those people aren't good enough. It's just that sometimes my standards were way too fucking high. And then mm-hmm. I felt that pressure and I like communicated that pressure to them, which was not fair to the situation. And so, or I like held it in and didn't say shit. And so, <laughs> which is equal, mm-hmm. not great. So mm-hmm. for you too, I think this was the first one where you were managing people that you hired because I know yeah. you did the Black Lives Matter mural in, mm-hmm. what is that? DC place? Uh, that was, uh, no, that was um, in Chinatown Gallery Place. Yes. Uh, it was a, like a paint the storefronts sort of yes. deal summer yeah. of 2020. And that one, you had managed a ton of people, but you weren't getting yeah. paid. So like there's, yeah. it's so different That's when true. your money is on the line, right? This goes mm-hmm. back to a scarcity and abundant mindset. Mm-hmm. I get a mm-hmm. scarcity mindset when asking for help. And that is something that I've worked through so really? much. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so funny because I you am the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, that's, 
I don't so, love it, but like I know how to I know I know what it feels like in my body. I know how to ask for it. Yeah. I know what it looks like. I know what my expectations are. I, and uh but when it comes to money, I don't know, it's different. Yeah. There's there's this level for me where like I want to support everyone and I want to be the friend who like buys people dinner, right? Mm-hmm. And like do, like like does all that thing. And then I get in my head where I'm like, "Oh my god, that was $100 here and $100 there." And like all that stuff adds up. Mm. So I am much better at making money. And and this is some of the things that we're working through too, but like I don't want to say that I am bad with money because I am mm-hmm. not bad with money. No. And the more I tell myself that, the more that yeah. that comes true. Yeah. But I also hate budgeting. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and the I think for a long time I made more money. I had that extra job. I did these extra things because it was one, mm-hmm. it was fun. And mm-hmm. two, it was because I had more money to spend. Okay. Awesome. So we talked about abundance and scarcity. We talked about our money stories. We talked about how you grew up around entrepreneurs. I grew up around a nine to five. Mm-hmm. What else do we want to leave people with as we wrap up our money conversation and we talk about our money stories? Mm-hmm. I I want to say, I want to plug you and your holy fuck pricing mm-hmm. um, because I feel like this is not the last time we will have a conversation about money. No. Um, I yeah. believe next time we want to talk about trades. Is trades. That right? Yep. Trades, and like discounts. energetic exchanges yeah, like, of, yeah, exactly. Like when is yeah. it okay to, uh, when is when it is not it just okay the to, money? Exactly. When is it yeah. okay to accept less on a job? When yeah. do you donate your services? When do you not donate your services? Like that sort of thing. That's what we're going to be talking about next time. Um, but, uh, if you have more questions kind of to really establish a baseline. And this was Jess and I were talking before the uh, episode we started recording and I was talking about, you know, what I think is important is for me, it took me a long fucking time to come around to the idea of charging your worth. Mm-hmm. And even that phrase is problematic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, it's tricky and you have it to figure tricky. out what that looks like for you. Like mm-hmm. Jess can say, charge your worth. And I can, and I have had arguments with her where I'm like, it is important to me to give back to my community and donate my time. And she's like, yeah, but you shouldn't be doing it for free. And I'm like, yeah, but, and that's more of a conversation where we're going to have next time about like donations, yes. discounts, yep. trades, whatever. But And the balance of all of that. Yes. And I have very much come around to, I think it's a yes and sort of situation mm-hmm. where I am right, Jess is right, and we kind of have to find this middle ground. But before you even have that conversation, you have to be introduced to the topic of charging your worth. What does that even look like? Mm-hmm. Um, what does it look like to imagine making more? What, is it, what does it look like to imagine charging more? Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. I think there's a difference between making more and charging more. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I... But Jess has this program called Holy Fuck Pricing where she – I think does a great job of introducing the entire concept. So Mm. Jess, do you want to like plug that a little bit more? Like where can people, if they want to learn more about Holy Fuck Pricing? Yeah. Hey, thanks. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Anytime, babe. Anytime. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So there is a free community on Facebook, Mm -hmm. the Holy Fuck Pricing Facebook community. Literally, you can type that in. But also on thecolorfuljust.com, I have a whole page dedicated to holy fuck pricing and I have a shit ton of blogs talking about it because I am a mindset and pricing coach. So Mm -hmm. that is really part of the basis. And when we talk about holy fuck pricing, the whole sentiment behind it is how little artists are valued So I even have been changing the phrasing because when we think about worth, we also think about our self-worth. And at the end of Mm -hmm. the day, we're like inherently worth everything, right? Like we Mm -hmm. are, we deserve all good things to happen to us. Like it doesn't have to be, again, it doesn't go back to that. You have to work really fucking hard in order Mm -hmm. to, to feel worthy. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have started thinking about it as like charging your value. Okay. And oh, okay. Right. And I like how that feels a little bit different because it's essentially talking about what you're bringing to the table with a project and what that project is worth to the client. Yeah. Right. So like, I like that. 
And of some course. of that is like longevity, for example. So mm-hmm. a mural gets to be worth more. It is a higher investment because mm-hmm. it's supposed to last for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want to th- talk about murals lasting for 15 years? <laughs> I wouldn't know. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a cheap shot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've had, I, and this could be like part of the things that we yeah. talk about on here. Like I'm sure we'll get around to it. I have yeah, had. Yeah, we're going to talk about murals. I have been painting murals for five and a half years. Um, Mm -hmm. I started a little bit before my business and Mm -hmm. three of my big ones, four of my big ones have already been painting over or they have, the business has moved locations or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just stuff changed in their business that had absolutely nothing to do with the mural. It just evolved. Um, and that's okay. Like I've like definitely gotten over that. The first one was like Mm -hmm. a hit. And I was like, Ooh, this hurts. Like what, you know? And then they, it, it's happened. And so, um, you know, I still go in it with the intention of a mural is supposed to last a long time. So, yes. so yeah. <laughs> so true. like, and Sorry. also I think what I love so much about money is that is a, it is a taboo topic. Like I, yeah. the older mm. I get to, like, I've always yeah. been interested in the taboo, but like the older I get, the more I'm like, let's fucking push some buttons. Let's talk about this, you know? <laughs> and which is like some of like the badass energy that like I want to portray. Like I'm yeah. almost like playing a role in some of that where I'm like, oh, yeah. this doesn't feel like my optimistic Disney princess eyes self, you know, like yeah. this feels different. So, uh, but the biggest point is that mm-hmm. I, when I was starting to grab coffee with creatives like Madeline, Mm -hmm. like you, Mm -hmm. I was talking about pricing because Mm -hmm. so many people were undercharging and it was frustrating me because I was seeing how they were, they deserved so much more. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what it boils down to is like, at the end of the day, we are, I want everyone to raise the industry standards together. Like, I want this to be a movement where we're like, fuck the starving artist mentality. Yeah. Art is such a higher value than our society gives it to. Like, do not come to me for a mural and you think that I just like to paint. And so it would be fun and for exposure. And obviously I'm triggered by those words. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, for real, like a design, like, don't be like, well, you design all day. Don't you like love sitting on the computer? No, I I deserve to get paid for that because it is it is a return on investment for you. Yeah, it's work. Um, It's work. Yes. A rising tide lifts all boats. And so I think, and Mm. I I love what you said about it, you know, being a taboo topic, because there's definitely a part of me that shies away from the money conversation. I'm like, I don't want to talk about money. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about value. Let's talk about Mm-hmm. literally anything let's talk about sex let's talk about kink like let's talk about so many other <laughs> but things but not money <laughs> <laughs> but not money and I I am struggling with it so like the more we have conversations like this it's good for me you and I have yeah. been friends for however many years and we've been having these conversations for however many years mm-hmm. and it's still I still find myself getting tense sometimes when we talk about money so I'm excited to talk about money more um, yeah we, me too We mentioned some of the money things we're going to be talking about in the next episode. Um, But we also really want to hear uh, what you want us to talk about when it comes to money. What do you want to know? Um, One thing that I think Jess is great at, she talked about how she's a money uh, mindset and pricing coach. Um, I think one of the coolest offerings you have is the, what do you call it? The VIP or the Jess in your pocket or what is it yeah, called? Yeah, yeah, I've changed the name. It used to be called Pricing Coach in Your Pocket, which I loved. Okay. Yeah. Um, but now it is the VIP day. And it's VIP literally, okay. yeah, it's like a day where yeah. we just get to look at all of your, like, I'm there for you to basically help you raise your pricing. That is yeah. like one thing that I also just feel like so many people, and especially like women and uh, women identifying people, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. don't, they, they feel like they have to stay small. And there's something there with money and Mm -hmm. staying small and like money is power. Right. So, yeah. And And you know, well, the smaller you are, the safer you are. Yes. Like the smaller you are, the less far you have to fall. Yeah. Yeah. And like the less it hurts if you fail. Yeah. That's a beautiful analogy. That's That's... dude. That's me all the way in, in money in business in life in romance in friendships in anything. I'm like, look, if I just stay small, forever uh I'll never get hurt (laughs) it's a foolproof plan 
Mm. Oh my God. I want to dive into that so deep. We can, we're going to dive into that, <laughs> but not on this episode. No. I do want to plug a book. I want to plug two books okay. and I, and I think you know which one I'm going to say first. Yeah. You are a badass at making money by Jen Sincero yes. because mm-hmm. it, that was a game changer. That is when I first hired my coach as well. And I just like, was like, holy shit. It was, it was very eye opening to look at money as this like kind of cyclical thing that the more yeah. you put out, the more you bring in. Yeah. And uh, a good thing. I also read the book. Yeah. I actually listened yeah. to it as an audiobook. And it, so coming from somebody who loves money, coming from somebody who does not like money. Yeah. Oh, I can't say that because then no money. You do. Like, yeah, so yeah. I do like money, but you're like, scared I, of it. Right? Somebody who has a complicated relationship with money. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this book was also a game changer for me because uh, growing up in a lower middle class family and growing up going to Catholic school and private school and seeing all of this wealth around me and then also hearing like, you know, sure they have a lot of money, but like look at their home life or mm-hmm. like look at this or whatever. And so my little adolescent sponge brain associated money like poor, humble, good and rich money yes uh just fine evil not like eat not even, oh not, not evil, even evil okay. but just like unhappy like mm. you're on un- like money doesn't buy happiness which is true but like mm-hmm. money can also can also make you happy and like, can also buy tell that to anyone who's living below the poverty line that money can't buy happiness that's yeah. bullshit like yeah. money very much can buy happiness I just love the quote where it's like money can buy jet skis though and jet skis will make you happy. And I I wanted to plug in money can buy you a houseboat. <laughs> money can buy you a houseboat with helicopters that fly over every five gosh darn seconds. Um, but this was a good book for me and thinking about like, okay, here are all of the good things that money can do. Money can give back to your community. Money yes. can support I like made a list and I was like money affords me the opportunity to fly home and see my family money yes. affords me the ability to uh go out to a restaurant with my friends pick up the tab like you mentioned mm-hmm. maybe not every time but sometimes like sure. yeah. money if I have money and I trust myself to be a good person and I've worked on myself and I know my self-worth I will not be afraid of giving that money out to other people and spreading that happiness and that wealth and that joy around. And that was the book that started me on that journey. So that was the first book you wanted to plug. What is the second book? Yeah. Second book is it, it furthers that it's, Mm -hmm. we should all be millionaires by Rachel Rogers, who is an Mm -hmm. excellent coach. She runs something called hello co, I believe. And Mm -hmm. it says a woman's guide to earning more building wealth and gaining economic power. And Mm. it talks about basically how groups of oppressed people, Mm -hmm. the best way to make change is by earning more wealth. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to remember too, kind of of circling back to our question of like money shouldn't just come to you from your time. Mm. And that I feel like millionaires and billionaires talk about how you have like seven avenues of money. Mm. And that's yeah. a different conversation for a different day. But like yeah. the people who are rich are rich because they invested. Mm. So like thinking about some of that, right? Like investments, the power of investments, the power of investments, man. Like, yeah. yeah. And like sometimes, you know, yeah, it's, that's a whole rabbit hole. <laughs> that's yeah, I know wait we, we need to we're, we're need gonna to we're gonna cap it exactly <laughs> yeah okay so those are two great books if you're looking to kind of so that's a great resource the holy fuck yeah. pricing uh facebook group and yeah. just as blog post a great place to dive in if you want to learn more about this topic if you want to go even deeper step two on this roadmap mm-hmm. for talking about money are the books stop two uh, stop two right sorry stop two <laughs> step two whatever um <laughs> um would be these books that just mentioned i would like to throw in a second stop or you know a two and a half stop two and a half stop three um i have loved uh tori dunlop the financial yes. feminist her Fuck podcast yes. yes um The way she talks about money, the way she talks about investing, the way she talks about um, uh, privilege and like how important it is for 
um, people of color, women, women mm-hmm. of color, minority groups to be investing and like the power of investing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's really kind of helped shift my mindset towards money. She is uh, an incredible entrepreneur and businesswoman. She started out on TikTok. She blew up on TikTok. She has a podcast. She has a website. She has a ton of resources. Um, so she's another another person to just kind of like expand your money horizons when you think about money, um, whether you are a uh, female identifying person, whether you are a male identifying person, whether you are non-binary, whether you are a person of color, like no matter what, we can all kind of expand our relationship and our understanding of money. Mm -hmm. It starts with looking at our own story and figuring out where we picked up these things and how they might be holding us back. And, you know, we're here to just kind of like have that conversation with you. So we want to hear what your thoughts are on money, what you want to hear more about. (laughs) To close out, Jessica, uh, what is lighting you up this week? What are you excited about? What's uh, bringing some some joy to your soul? Um, We're going to keep this Disney theme going. Uh, I got high recently (laughs) (laughs) and watched some Disney movies and it was beautiful. (laughs) <laughs> it was like extra beautiful right <laughs> that's that is not what you expected me to say was it <laughs> no i didn't i'm so i was all, my other option was the weather the weather has been gorgeous <laughs> this weekend this week and it was snowing yeah. last weekend and so i was like what kind of whiplash is this mm-hmm. yeah that's that's what i got yeah what about you what's lighting you up this week um well you know I'm like just a little sunflower so I'm always happy (laughs) in the sun um but what is lighting me up this week the weather certainly helps um jeez this is like my question I feel like I should like have it down and yet here we are there's just like a lot of little things I don't know I feel like I've I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say the weather because I think it, I think it helps. Like I've been struggling with a lot of stuff. Um, as I mentioned earlier, like I, it's been a, it's been kind of a, a dark period for the last several months. Winter is always really hard for me. It's always a drag on my soul. <laughs> Sorry to you winter baby over there who loves it. I'm a summer baby. My birthday's in July. Like I'm happiest when I'm baking in the sun. Um, but I've been, I don't know, I've been just like doing a lot of work and grinding and uh, not feeling a lot of hope. <laughs> so the sun <laughs> is giving you some hope. Um, it's just kind of reminding me like what we were talking about earlier. Like when I am in a lull, I feel like I'm going to be here forever Mm -hmm. and I lose sight of what it's like to have faith and hope and know that the summer will come again every year. It it happens every single year. I've been on God's green earth for 30 years. You think I would have figured it out by now? And I have not. Um, so I, you know, to see spring and to see like some of the cherry blossoms starting to come in. They're so beautiful. To see see the sun it's just it's like oh right things aren't going to be like this forever that's not to say that like things are like I'm planting a lot of seeds right now nothing has really uh, bloomed yet which is which feels very much like early spring energy right like yeah you know yeah but I I don't know for some reason I'm at peace with it this week Mm, like last week no last week I was not at peace with it last week I was crying and kicking and screaming and like I'm ready for something to fucking happen. And this week, nothing has really changed, but I'm just, you know what? I'm like, okay, well. Can we talk about very quickly some astrology stuff for that? Because just real quickly, like we are ending Pisces season and we're moving into Aries season. And Aries season Uh is all about like, let's fucking get shit done. It's a fiery energy, right? Like it is ready to show up and Mm -hmm. start anew which is very spring you know like these things all like tie into you know thank god i am ready (laughs) i'm done with winter i'm done investing in myself i'm done doing the personal growth work i'm done with it all i'm ready to be petty and um enjoy some drinks in the warm weather on a patio somewhere it's coming it's coming it is 
my time is yeah. coming. Um, okay, so that's what's lighting us up this week. Uh, we'd love to hear what's lighting you up. We'd love to hear your money questions. Um, join us. So our episodes are dropping uh, every two weeks. So you're listening to this. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> this episode is coming out on... <laughs> March 24th, which means that the following episode, episode number three, where we talk more about money and trades and discounts and the energetic exchange of money is coming on April 7th. Um, And we would love to hear your money questions in the meantime, questions you have for Jess about pricing, questions you have for me about being a natural born cynic and always thinking that the sky is falling, uh, any questions you have, um, you can reach us on Instagram at the badass roadmap. You, we also have a website. I, half of the people who listen did not know that. Uh, I'm very proud of it as I designed it. So thanks. Um, we have a website. It's the badass roadmap.com. We have a, a contact us section and we also have an email, which is the badass roadmap at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So Instagram, website email also smoke signal (laughs) carrier pigeon owl (laughs) regular mail (laughs) owl (laughs) message in a bottle i live on a houseboat um no don't put any don't put a message in a bottle please don't let her please don't please that was a joke please don't do it keep our rivers clean thank you um but yeah, just be in touch and let us know what you guys are thinking. And, and you know, hopefully you got something out of this episode and um, we will be back for more. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Jess, do you, uh, do you want to sign off in any particular way? No, I think, uh, yeah, just that's all that I got. Okay. Well, I want to say stay groovy. Check your vibes. <laughs> Did you change your mind? Anything you want to add? I just, I love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Check your vibes. Gotta say and, it now. Uh, Fast. Charge your holy fuck pricing. There you go. Holy fuck. That's a lot of money. That's what you want to say. Oh, yeah. For sure. Alrighty. And we're out.